0: and welcome to the first episode of my podcast. You are listening to Let's Talk with Sophie Yasmin. Let's talk about anxiety. I'm so thrilled to be able to finally start my podcast. This is something I've been talking about for the last couple of years at least. I've not always dreamt of having my own podcast. It's a recent dream and it's a dream that's come to me as I've realised, I've stepped into my, my gift, if you like, for being able to talk, for loving talking, talking to people, talking out loud to myself. And instead of viewing myself as someone that talks too much, I prefer to think of it as having a talent for talking. I wonder how you'd feel if you also flipped this negative self-image that we might have of ourselves. I talk too much. I'm too fat. I'm too this. I'm too that flip it on its head, and you have the the absolute opposite, the converse of that. I have a gift for talking. So with that in mind, let's jump straight into this. Anxiety. This is the buzzword. So we all experience anxiety. I'm a great believer that we, we all experience it, whether we talk about it, whether we label it, whether we know that we have it or not. Is it different for each person? Can you live under anxiety? Can you be your most creative self? Can you be the best person you can be suffering with anxiety, from anxiety, under anxiety? I just want to start off by talking about my own personal discomfort with talking about the word itself. The word itself brings up so many conflicting messages and conflicting emotions that I have towards the word and the concept of anxiety. I think it took me quite a while to sort of, uh, confess to myself that, you know, anxiety is a real thing that I have indeed experienced myself. So my experience with anxiety came when I was studying at a music conservatoire. I'm a, a violinist, a professional violinist, a classically trained violinist, which I think is important to recognize that that is something that comes with its uh, pressures and struggles, um, especially when you're studying. So during that time in my life, There came a point where lots of different difficulties were were sort of jumping onto me and weighing me down and I was anxious. I was suffering from anxiety. I would never have called it that at the time. I, I had panic attacks, I had a tight chest a lot of the time, I would sort of develop a cough which came from having that tight chest and sort of not able to breathe fully as, as, and, and be relaxed and have my body just calm and my mind just calm. What I do think, and in that, in that time in my life, I did actually come up with this myself, it's not what is affecting you, it's how it's affecting you that matters. So for one person, whatever difficulty you're experiencing might be really easy, water off a duck's back, but to someone else, it might be life-changing, life-crippling and anxiety-inducing. And so I think with this awareness, we can we can hold each other with a little bit more compassion and respect that everyone is different and everyone's going to experience things in life differently. So let's talk about mindfulness. There was a man that came to the Guildhall School of Music and Drama where I was studying at the time called Chris Cullen. I think he came from Oxford University, somewhere quite highfalutin that you think, okay, this guy must know what he's talking about. This hadn't been seen before at this particular music conservatoire, and uh, they were offering free sessions on mindfulness. There was just a, a nondescript sort of A4 sheet of paper posted on a notice board that said, do you suffer from performance anxiety? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel nervous and worried about things in life? Try mindfulness, come to these free sessions, there were 10 sessions over 10 weeks, something like that. And I looked at that, looked at those questions, looked into myself and thought, hell yeah, okay, I'm going to try this. This guy, Chris Cullen, let's see what he has to say. Chris Cullen taught us the sort of basics of mindfulness, being mindful, what it means to be mindful, being in the present moment is the best way I can describe that in a very, very short way. One of the most eye-opening lessons that he taught us was mindful eating. Of course, he described meditation and things like that, and we, and we tried those in those sessions, but they weren't really having an effect on me. For some reason or another, maybe it was him, maybe it was just the circumstances of being in a room with lots of other people. That didn't really speak to me, but what did, I'm going to share with you right now. The story of the raisin. He gave us all an individual raisin. Now, you know how small those are, you pop it in your mouth and it's gone before you know it. No. He said, we're going to eat this mindfully. And this was the first experience that really had such a great effect on me. And it's something that even just talking about it now, I can feel it. I feel all the emotions. I can taste it still. And it's just that it was a visceral experience. So we'd roll the raisin on our lips and feel the texture of it, all wrinkled and funny. And then we pop the raisin into our mouth and let it just sit on our tongue. And he'd be talking us through it and you know, asking us questions. What do you feel? What can you taste? Can you smell anything? And we weren't even allowed to bite into this raisin. We were all just salivating at the fact that we had this thing in our mouth and we wanted to eat it. I remember thinking, wow, okay, yes, it's got this texture. I've never really taken the time to, you know, textualize a a raisin before, you know, I don't have time for that usually. And before you know it, we were allowed to bite into this angelic raisin. And boy, oh boy, that is the tastiest raisin, dare I say it, even the tastiest anything I've ever had in my whole entire life because I've never taken the time, I've never taken 15 minutes to sit there with a raisin in my mouth. That was such a strong experience that it had such a um, profound effect on me and my quest in maybe delving a little bit more into the concept of mindfulness. So obviously being mindful, it's, it's it's a practice. It's a, it's, a, it's, something that you, you do. It's something that you are. One of the things that I would say changed my life was the Headspace app. So it was something where you download the app, it was a free app, and then you had 10 days, a course of 10 days, 10-minute 10 meditations for 10 days. For me, the Headspace app is so successful because it really teaches you how to meditate. Even the word meditation is quite loaded. What is it? It's sitting there with your eyes closed, training your mind, clearing your mind and training your mind. That's all it is. It's like being a Jedi master. Obviously, being a Jedi master isn't easily achieved. But again, mindfulness meditations is a practice. Doing this 10 minutes of meditation every day for 10 days fundamentally changed me. So I can say that 10 years ago, I suffered from anxiety. You know, it's taken me 10 years to be able to put that label to what I was experiencing. Now, I had I, I had lots of things going on in my life at that time, but I never thought that it would, you know, all manifest itself in such crazy physical manifestations or, or, or that I would sort of be feeling bad and that would end up becoming my norm, this low energy and, and depression. But it was my norm and it took an app like headspace and it took a little bit of courage into following that a4 piece of paper on that notice board with the the mindfulness free mindfulness classes it took just that little bit of faith into the unknown that little dipping my toe into the water to ultimately find something in headspace in in meditation mindfulness mindfulness as a as a concept the raisin story And then ultimately Headspace and and meditation to really be a tool. It's just a tool in helping myself out of that anxious period that I was living in. But Headspace has these wonderful animations. Now, back in the day, like 10 years ago, when I first started using it, there was an animation that, again, blew my small little mind. It's called the Blue Sky Animation. So it's an overcast day. How do we feel? Well, if you're living in England, like me... You feel pretty miserable. (laughs) You haven't seen the sun for weeks, you know? And so the metaphor there is wow, I don't feel very good. I feel depressed. I feel anxious. I feel all these thoughts, all these negative thoughts. But what's above the clouds? When you take a plane and you're traveling somewhere, you're going on holiday, you're in the sky and you blast through the clouds. What is always there, presuming it's daytime? The blue sky. So no matter what, it doesn't matter how grey and overcast it might be, the blue sky is always there. So that metaphor is just so beautiful for life, you know, it doesn't matter how hard things seem right now, or in what trouble you find yourself in, or how miserable things might seem, or how you're feeling, or how things are going for you right now, just around the corner, not even around the corner, it's there right now, the blue sky, yeah? I love that. I absolutely love that. This was a a slow process, don't get me wrong. It doesn't just change overnight. But one of the things that I had the foresight to say to myself was, it won't always be like this. I I, I really remember this, telling myself, you know what, Sophie, there will be a time next year or in 10 years, and I would visualise myself as like a 40-year-old woman, you know, Being, I don't know, happy living my life and not remembering what I was feeling right then and there, you know, and that's advice that I would always give my friends. And so I will never forget a piece of advice a friend gave to me that I would love to share with you, which is, she said to me, Do you think you're good at giving advice? And I said, Yeah, yeah, I think I am, you know. And she said, Right, okay, well, what advice would you give yourself if you were your own best friend? What if you can give yourself advice as if you weren't yourself how would that change things how would you be looking at yourself how would you be talking to yourself because we all do it we all take part in in negative self talk we all have a negative self image every so often or maybe more often than not so what about that what about that as a tool how would you talk to yourself if you were your own best friend if you visualize your timeline of life and how you're in it like a like a like a pin in a map okay you're in that moment right now what if you start to zoom out like on the iphone photos app what if you start to zoom out on your timeline of life so you start to see the days and the months compressed together and then the years and it becomes years and years and decades you won't even see that pin anymore you won't even see that it's there now, to take an idea from one of my favourite personal development uh, mentors and uh, public figures, Bob Proctor, Where you can find him on YouTube, you can find him on Instagram. He's very, very inspiring and someone that I've come across in the last year. And I have to say, I absolutely love him. He's an 86-year-old man and he is full of life and full of fantastic ideas. I, I highly recommend you check him out. He had a live stream the other day during this lockdown that we're experiencing where he would teach a lesson on a concept and then he took question and answers. Someone asked him, How can I get rid of my anxiety as quickly as possible? And what he answered was so amazing. I loved it and it kind of fits with what I've just been talking about. He said, What day is it? And it was like the 10th of May or something like this. And he said, Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know what you were doing on the 10th of May last year? Do you know how you were feeling? But that was such a good question. And he was like, well, do you remember what you were doing on that day in 2012, in the year 2000, in 1999? You know, even last week, do you remember how you were feeling? Very often we don't. So that's just another way of saying, if you zoom out on your timeline of life, You won't remember this. This won't be something that's taking over your life. This won't be in control of you for much longer. And I think with that mere thought, that can free you from the chains of anxiety. Now, I think it's the Chinese uh, writer and philosopher Lao Tzu. Yes, thank you very much. Well done for remembering that. He was the founder of uh, Taoism. He has that famous, beautiful quote If you are depressed, you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. And if you are at peace, you are living in the present. Okay, so let's round this up. How can we win at life? You know, live your best life. These are kind of all the buzzwords. I kind of want to think about it as, how do we just live? So I talk about myself quite a lot as being semi-retired. So it's the idea that I'm, I'm free, I'm living my life, but of course I still work. So instead of just saying, oh, I'm retired, which to some people would mean you're not doing anything, you don't work or whatever. No, 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 I, I'm semi-retired. I, I also work, but I'm also living my life how I want to. And so when I had this conversation with a friend, he, he was like, semi-retired? That means that you retire from stuff that you don't like doing. And I I really thoroughly disagreed with that. I said, well, no, my definition of retiring is totally different to yours. And I think that's that's a very important point. However we define something is what it actually becomes to us. My definition of retiring is just living. And he goes on to say, well, that's living without purpose. You know, contrary to popular belief, there are consequences to just living. And I said, no, no, I mean really living, like consciously living. Creative living. Living creatively. Living exactly the way you want. Doing the things you want, etc. You know, being at ease, calm with like an inner confidence. You know, that's with purpose. So just when you say, I'm just living, when I say, I'm just living, I mean, I'm living, doing the things that I want to do. Live the life you want. So let's circle back. How to live the life you want. Okay, now for me, that's going to be the flip side, the converse of living with anxiety. Okay. Positive thinking. That would be people's first piece of advice. Oh, you need positive thinking. You need to think more positively. Well, no, I'm I'm fed up of that now. I don't want to just think positively for the sake of it. What does it mean to think positively? For me, it's seeing things for what they are. Things are neither good or bad. You can label them if you like, or or as it says in the Headspace app, another word for labeling would be noting. You note that, oh yeah, that's just a thought, or oh yeah, that's just a feeling, or that's just an emotion. You're noting, you're just seeing things for what they are. You're not engaging with it. So for me, that's positive thinking. Focusing on the good. There is good in everything. It's the law of polarity. Where there's an up, there's a down. Where there's hot, there's cold. There's a north, there's a south. You know, there's there's the opposites. Big and small, long and short, right? So by focusing on the good stuff, we can harvest the good. We can concentrate on that and take that and run with it. That's harvesting the good and being constructive towards ourselves. If we do something that, that hasn't gone well, instead of saying, man, I'm really bad at that, no, you just did it badly at that time. You know, we can then train ourselves or gather the knowledge that we need to do it better next time. So how we talk to ourselves is part of the positive thinking. So training the mind is basically what this is all about, whether it's through meditation, yoga, or whatever practice or form or way you want to do it, whatever works for you, that's most important. You know, just because someone gets a lot out of meditation doesn't mean that that's the only way to achieve this. A lot of the time we just doubt and worry ourselves or there's just a lot of doubt and worry in the world. What's the opposite of that? Again, circling back to the law of polarity, there is always an equal opposite of everything in this world. Well, the opposite of doubt and worry is knowledge and understanding. So if we're worried about something or we're doubting something, the only reason for that is because we don't understand it. Yeah, we don't have the knowledge of it yet. So if I were suddenly put into the the heats for the Olympic 100-meter sprint next week, I'd be very worried. I'd be absolutely anxious about that. I'd be so nervous. God, I'm sweating just thinking about it. So the reason why I'd be so worried about that is because I don't have the skills to do it yet. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the training behind me. So that, if we can unpack what we're worried about, what we're doubtful about, what we're anxious about... Where does anxiety actually come from? Anxiety comes from a long process of things. It starts with doubt and worry. Then that gets put into fear. And what we fear, we become anxious about. I want to get to the crux. I want to not be anxious about that thing anymore. I want to cure it. And I believe that's the way. Figure out what you are worried about and study it learn it get the knowledge get the training get the skills that you need in order to build some faith in yourself the opposite of fear is faith we can't see fear you can't it's not a tangible thing we we can feel it just in the same way we can feel faith and belief having having a belief in something so which do you choose both of them demand believing in something that you cannot see I choose belief over fear every time. Push through your anxiety, push through the fear, push through the doubts and the worries and just trust and believe that if you enjoy doing something that's infectious, people will hear it, people will see it, people will feel it and that's the best message that I can leave you with today. I'm so proud to have started this podcast and I can't wait to make more episodes please feel free to keep in touch with me on Instagram. You can follow me on at Sophie underscore Yasmin. Thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you soon.